This is HPR episode 2551 entitled, Calibrating Calibration. It is hosted by Anibil and is about 25 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Anibil talks about calibration issues with the Siblant SDS-1202 oscilloscope. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. This is NY Bill, and I thought I'd talk to you today about another piece of equipment. This is a new addition to my bench here. I bought a proper oscilloscope, bench oscilloscope. I've wanted one forever, and sometimes I felt like I, I don't need it, I just wanted it. Because I do have a, another scope I'll talk about. It's a, small, it's a smaller handheld, uh, and I have some small, little, tiny oscilloscopes I carry around with me, portable ones. So I figured, you know, I have enough to do my hobby electronics scope wise but mrs anyway bell wanted a new vacuum <laughs> we have a vacuum we have a nice vacuum she wanted this lit this it's not little well yes i suppose it's little she wanted a plug-in battery operated like super duper vacuum that's light enough for her just to run around the house and vacuum all the stairs with and i said we don't need a vacuum and then it clicked on me i go hang on I don't need a new oscilloscope and you don't need a vacuum, but shall we treat ourselves? So they were about comparable in value. And she said, sure. And it was like, you know, we had birthday presents and it's neither of our birthdays. So here it is. It's on my bench. This is a Siglent. I've been hearing a lot about this one. Uh, I think it's trying to compete with the with a very popular Rigol that's out there, a four channel. This is only two channels. Uh, if I got into a pinch and I wanted four channels, I, I I don't foresee it, but we'll see how it goes. I could always use this scope and my other uh, signal over here. To my, yeah, I'm pointing. Can you guys tell which direction I'm pointing? It's a podcast, Bill. Uh, this is a Siglent SDS1202X-E. It's still in the box. It's still taped up. So I guess you'll get like a little unboxing here because I've never seen one in person. I had a knife somewhere. There's one thing I'm curious about with this, and I hope I don't get bitten by it. These do have a known defect. They forgot to populate two capacitors. From what I'm reading, they forgot to populate two capacitors. And when you're changing levels, I'll talk about uh, the probes and how you compensate the probes. But without those two capacitors, when you would compensate your probes and change the levels on the scope, the compensation would drift. And that's not supposed to happen. I'm opening this for the first time now. I hope I got one of the newer models. I think the older models are flushed out of the system now. Let's see. So, uh, power cable. Wow. 
It's lighter than I thought, smaller than I thought. Let's put this aside here. <laughs> it's like the size of lunch boxes when I was a kid, but a nice big screen on it. So first thing I need to check is the model number to see if this needs to get boxed straight back up and go right back to Amazon. It does have a carry handle. That's some portability to it. Where is the serial number? Son of a bit. Unicorn. This is the one that has a known issue. Calibrated September of last year. Damn, this is the one that has the known issue. This is a BA series and I want a BB. So, this might be the shortest podcast ever. This was calibrated on 2017, so this needs to go back. Okay, so I just contacted Amazon about this. Uh, this unit has a known manufacturing defect that was fixed in October of 2017. And I got a unit that was calibrated in September of 2017. So, right? They, they might be selling old stock, and I, did I just get, like, the last few of them? Anyways, uh... I went through the Amazon return process and then I got up to the point where it said, do you want a refund or do you want a replacement? And I really want a replacement. I want this scope, but I had no idea how the person that's going to pick this off the shelf is going to know if it's a BA model or a BB model. The BA model is the one with the problem. There are capacitors missing on the uh, scope probes and did I say this already? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, as, yeah, I did say this already. Yeah, as you change the uh, your levels on your voltage, the, the, the compensation on your probes change. Anyways, you, you can look it up online. It, it's everywhere. So I got to this point on Amazon where it said, do you want a replacement or a refund? And since I want a replacement, I can't guarantee that I'm going to get the proper, you know, a newer replacement. It also said a button said call me i've never seen this i don't return things i get the right things all the time so i don't return things often to amazon and so i tried this i put in my phone number and it either said call me or call me in five minutes and i press call me and like one second later my phone rings and there's a woman that is there to help me and i talk her through the problem and she says i, I don't even know what this thing is <laughs> and i said well it's a device to measure voltage over time and she seemed to understand that. And I told her there's a manufacturing defect. And the manufacturer, their response to this is they will send you the surface mount capacitors and you install them yourself. Now, if anybody's seen some surface mount components, these are little tiny fiddly things. It's like you take a pencil lead and you break it and the size of the lead that breaks off, that's how some of these components get. Now, I... I'm comfortable doing that, but I'm uncomfortable spending $400 on something that I have to fix. So I talked with this lady on Amazon. They didn't seem to have a problem doing this. They're going to send me a replacement. It's going to be here in two days. I'm going to open the box and see if it's a BB model or if it's still a BA. If it's a BB, I'm happy. They're happy, but they do know. It seems like they know this is kind of being an issue. It's in all the comments and 
I'm, I might not be the first person that contacted them about this. They said if I get another BA model, they're going to take the whole the scope right off their page. So maybe that'll get Siglent to address this a little further. There should have been a recall, at least, or there should have been just, if they don't want to fix them, just take the defective units off the market, count it as a loss, and, well, I hate to say it, but they go out to some landfill somewhere. However, I want the scope. I have another Siglent scope. I have a Siglent, uh, this is a SPD330X-E, that's my... Uh, Voltage supply, 30, 30, 30 volt voltage supply. I, I really like that. I like my Siglent portable. I wanted to get this. I wanted to be happy with this Siglent scope. I got a place for it on the bench already, and I just I got bitten. So let's see what happens in two days. I'm gonna get a new unit. I'm gonna look at it, and then the next day, this lady that called me is gonna call me back and say, "Did you get the right unit? Did you not?" So if I get the right unit, I'll be happy. If I don't get the right unit, Siglin's going to have to address this, I guess. But I'm, what I'm curious about is if I get the right unit and I say, hey, I'm happy I got the right unit, it just everyone washes their hands and the next customer is going to hit this again. And they're going to get a BA until they get a BB. So this is another one of those. Well, I guess every one of my HPRs goes on. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. But it's going to be at least two days. So uh, here is your pause. I should get some more of that time passing music. Okay, so it's two days later and here is another box from Amazon. And I did open it downstairs and it is a BB. So I don't know what's going on. If it's completely random, if you're gonna get an old scope or a new scope. I don't know if the old scopes go out and if the person isn't savvy to the problem, none the wiser. If they complain, they get a BB. I, I wouldn't think Amazon's doing that. I've been a customer of Amazon for over 20, like 1999, I think I signed up. So, and I've never had a problem with them, either buying things or returning things. And in fact, it dawned on me today that in all that 20 years, this is the first time I ever talked with them. This first time they ever heard my voice. So I've never had to like contact customer service, but however, the customer service was really, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, you don't have to jump through hoops, like uh, wait on hold or get passed around. You tell them, I think, geez, I'm doing it again. I might have already said this two days ago, but you tell them to call you and your phone rings. That, I like that much better. So let's pull this out of the box. I can continue a, a little review of the unit. And I think I'll turn it on and just talk about uh, probe compensation since that is the problem. Oh, you know what? I still have the other the BA downstairs sitting on the table. I didn't want to open the whole thing because I didn't want to open the probes. I, op I opened the BA, the plastic of it, and I read the serial number and I wrapped it right back up. I put it back in the box. It's downstairs. Now that I got the BB, I can open this. I can do a little review of it. I can test my probes. I can compensate them, talk about compensation. And I could go down since I opened the BA and use these probes so I don't have to disturb that package any further than I already did. And maybe I can do the probe compensation on the BA and I can show a side-by-side. -side. I got two probes and I'll do one probe in the BB and one probe in the BA later. So let me just defoam this. So 
Siglet likes to use funky colors. Uh, the probe, you, you got yellow and pink on this one. A lot, a lot of other ones are like reds and blues and greens. Uh, what is it on their, their Siglent? Up on my Siglent power supply, it's uh, one channel's green and one channel's yellow. I like it. It's neat. Does this have stands? It sits very low. Oh, nice. Okay, it has stands. So you can tilt it up. Now I got the screen facing me better. At a more proper angle. Speak properly, Bill. Uh, I already lost the... Okay. Let me plug it in. Watch after all this. I'll plug it in and smoke comes out. That's been my luck. And there it goes. I just heard the mailman go by, and he's bringing me another package from Amazon. See, I, I'm still a loyal customer. Thanks, Amazon. I had to get a tool for work because I dropped mine off an eight-foot ladder onto a concrete floor, and all the plastic parts broke. If anybody wants to look up what a roto-zip is, mine's not going to be rotoing or zipping. This is the patented Bill Ramble while you're doing something else. So... Okay, when you, as soon as you plug it in, the light starts uh, slow flashing like you're in standby. I don't know if that helps it boot up faster. Let's try the first boot. Couple clicks, screen, boot screen. And a second click. Okay, well you heard it. You heard me click it on and you heard the beep and now um, we're finally at a screen. Ooh, this is a nice, nice steady trace. The one, my handheld, my SHS 810, the trace is always like a little wiggly. If I really get up close to this one, I can see a little wiggle, but I like how nice and steady this trace is. Uh, so, probe compensation. No matter what scope you get, if you get one of those, you know, cheap kits that I've talked about in other HPRs and build it up, or you get a, a nice, like some $5,000 scope. You gotta compensate your probes, and I'll talk about it here. So this is the yellow one, let's put it in the yellow channel. So each scope's gonna have a uh, an output for your, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the probes. They're nice probes, these are 200, yeah, 200 megahertz probes. Okay, so each, each scope has a little output where you hook on your probe, it'll tell you what the output is in this, case it's one kilohertz set the trigger to auto I got to figure out how to run this thing the buttons are in different spots so the quickest way is to find the auto setup a lot of scopes these days have an auto setup you can you can hook up to whatever you're measuring and hit this magic auto button the old school people will call it cheating but I just I want to compensate my probe and I want to get there quickly so I found at first, I was hitting an auto button down here, but that's in. I find that's in the trigger bank. It's right above the trigger bank, a blue auto setup button. So right now, I do have a square wave. It's a little, it's a little choppy at the top there. I can see it's uh, it's coned towards the left. So coned, and that's my own term. But and what what you need to do is adjust your probe to get rid of any like overshoot or undershoot. So if you've you got a nice square wave, if it starts to look more like a parallelogram in either direction, you have to adjust your probe. Anytime you switch probes, you get another probe, or you, you know, put it, put your probe over into another scope, which I probably, well, I suppose I'd never have, yeah, I never will, because these, these will be 200 megahertz scope probes, and in my other signal, the portable, it's always going to be 100 megahertz scope probes. Okay, so 
I gotta zoom in because I'm a little zoomed out now. Ooh, it's nice and fast. My, oh, that's nice. Uh, my other one is pokey. You press a button and you wait like an agonizing, you know, it's not even a second, but when you want something done and you press a button and nothing happens, it's noticeable. Let's see. Uh, I might cut out some of this waffling because I'm figuring out how to use this at the same time. So my voltage. Okay, I just heard that click. I'll, I'll be quiet and you listen to the click. So that is when you're going from the 2-volt range to the 1-volt range. A little relay is clicking in. That is where the issue is in the BA. I'm trying to get my square wave bigger so I can compensate my probe. Oh, here it is, the horizontal. Oh, I guess i got to learn this thing. So, actually this, this probe is pretty well compensated. Uh, zoom out, I'll take a picture here. I've zoomed out. It's saying it's one gig sample a second. All right, it's right at one kilohertz, which is what the output on the, the probe compensation is. And I've zoomed out to this picture I'm showing here. So you can see one full square wave. Each probe will come with, oh nice, this one comes with the, uh, the smaller BNC connectors. Each probe you get will have a little plastic screwdriver. If I can get it out of the bag. And on the probe itself is a little tiny, somewhere, I gotta pull the probe off. This one's on the bottom. A little tiny place to put the screwdriver in. Oh, this one's not all plastic. It's got a little metal tip on the top. And there is a flathead screw in there. Ah, there it is. I forgot to leave the probe in 10x. I was down in 1x. And I'm moving that screw back and forth and it's doing nothing because the amount that I'm moving that is so minute. So now I'm in 10x. Let me retake my picture. I want to zoom out a bit. Uh, bring that down a little smaller. Okay, here you can see this picture. You can see that's not a nice square wave. It's overshooting at the top and then you get this little ramp down. It goes to the bottom. It's overshooting. So when you move that little screw, you can correct and get a nice square wave. I just, boy, you can really overshoot this. This is where they're saying, okay, so now, well, sometimes it's so fiddly tweaking these. When you pull the screwdriver out, it moves a little bit. Let me just bring that back where it was. That looks pretty, well, I'm gonna go more. Probe compensation with NY Bill. It's gotta be entertaining. Uh, Right there. Now I got a nice perfect, this probe is calibrated. When I do the BA comparison in a bit, I'll, I'll do this other uh, probe. What color is that one? The pink one. Oh, and by the way, if you're not familiar with uh, scope probes and you get like a kit or, you know, whatever scope, the tip of it, it's like a, a plunger. You pull it back and it's got a hook and you can grab onto, that's, the, the term for that is a witch's hat. So you pull it back, it's got a grab thing. You can go in, grab a wire, and let the spring go back and hold it for you. If you pull the witch's hat off, just pull forward, then you got a proper little probe. You can go in and probe things on a board, or you can these probes will stick right into a, uh, a breadboard if you're working on something. So just know that this witch's hat is removable. Okay, here is the BA on the left and the BB on the right. I haven't touched anything on the BB. Here is the first boot of the BA. You can see my pink probe from my BB. This is gonna get confusing. 
in its yellow slot, so I keep both yellow traces. When I first hit the auto button, this is what the square wave looks like. You can see the, uh, it's really overshooting. I gotta compensate this probe a lot more than the other. So let me see. Bring that down. A nice square wave. All right, there I got the uh, two scopes matching. Now, if I bring down the voltage till I hear that click, and then, then on that beat, uh, the BA. Yep, there it is. I don't know if you're, well. So, the BV, I click into the volt, one volt range and my square, my square wave stays constant. That's what should happen. When I click down on the BA, suddenly overshoot appears again. So what are you supposed to do now? Now I gotta compensate for this overshoot down on the one volt range. So, all right, I make it a nice square wave. Now I'll click back up into the two volt range and now I have undershoot. So, <laughs> yes, I've just confirmed that the problem is there. I'll take one more shot of that. There's the undershoot when I clicked back up to the... So that was nice that I still had that this other scope down there just to prove to myself that this is an issue. And here it is. I'm, I'm looking at it. If All right, so now I got undershoot on two volts. If I go down to one volt, I'm back to a square wave. So between two and one volts your probe comp compensation goes wacky. So everything I'm reading on the internet, it's true. Here it is, I'm looking at it. All right, I'll, uh, I'll box this BA back up, turn it off, and let me just, ooh, that's nice. The, the, the BNC connections are nice and uh, there's no wiggle room in there. It's nice and tight. Shutting down, please wait. Okay, this has a little shutdown procedure. One thing I did notice, I'll go into like a, like a small review of this. It does have a little fan, like a little whir to it, but it's nothing like a big honking old Tektronix I have in the basement. One of those big bolt anchors. That thing sounds like a jet engine. Uh, it's two channel, 200 megahertz, one giga sample. One thing I was interested in seeing, but I'm gonna have to uh, learn this scope more. It, it has a persistence mode. So if you have a, a sine wave going and you, you click this persistence mode, it it kind of shows you, it's going to be hard to explain, it's a visual thing. Well, I'll leave that to next time. Maybe I'll go in, after I learn this scope a little better, I can go into a more in-depth review of it. This is just the initial like unboxing, and I wanted to talk about the issue between the BA and the BB. And it was nice that I was able to confirm the issue between the BA and the BB, because I'm just going from what I'm reading on the internet and seeing in some YouTube videos, but yes, those guys are all correct. The BA has an issue. So I'll wait for Amazon to call. They're gonna call me on Sunday of all things. And uh, I don't know what to tell you if you're interested in buying one of these, because it, re it really is a nice scope at this price point, at this 200 megahertz. The screen is awesome. That's a really nice screen. I like the layout. 
one thing I don't, well, I shouldn't nitpick on other scopes, but one thing that kind of bothers me on some other low, lower end scopes is when there's just one vertical and horizontal and you have to click a button for which probe you want to do. So you're constantly like, this has its own vertical voltage and it has its own uh, position for both pink and yellow channels. Some, some other scopes, you just have two knobs and you have to select if you're on the blue channel, the green channel. The, I don't think I'd want to do that too much, but uh, they call this an entry level scope. It's an upgrade for me coming from that 100 megahertz portable, which is dog slow. But what do you expect when they can cram all that into that little handheld with a big battery in it? Four and a half hours that battery lasts. I've tested it. But this is my new bench scope. I do like Siglent. I, it's going to go right next to my Siglent power supply. And after I learn how to use it, I can give a more in-depth review. So uh, until next time, guys. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.